0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Hey everybody, welcome to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. We'll be here with a new episode for you right after this quick note. BetOnline is your number one source for all your championship finals info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA and Stanley cup finals. Bet online is your sports Intel headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs from basketball and hockey to the MLB UFC and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home get into the action today head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code believe that's b l e a v that spells believe to receive your 50 percent bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts hello 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 and welcome back to another episode of the believe in ucla football podcast my name is james williams A reporter and editor for the Orange County Register and the Southern California News Group, and as always, I'm joined here by my co-host, former UCLA linebacker Josh Woods. Josh, what's going on, man? You know, enjoying beautiful British Columbia.
0: You know, ready for the season to kick off. Did y'all win the preseason game? Yes. Yeah, we won. Okay. Last last second. How did you game-winning field goal? And
1: how did you? I did good.
0: Okay. 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 Uh, probably played about in total. Probably like a quarter, quarter and a half. Okay. Uh, Had like three special teams tackles. And then when I was in a linebacker, Just I made it, I had a few tackles, but it, it was like, yeah, I wasn't, I didn't get much action. We it were was, up by yeah. like when, when I was in, we were still up. And then when we put in after that, they kind of, the other team kind of came back. But then yeah. uh, we had a, yeah, game winning field goal off the clock and we played them first games. So, yeah. Season opener uh, on CBS Sports. CBS okay
1: on what day Thursday on Thursday okay that's what I'm probably gonna be doing on Thursday then um actually that's not the only thing I'm going to be doing on Thursday I'm gonna be down bad on Thursday so I'll probably have all the time in the world to watch your game uh because I'm getting my wisdom teeth taken out um I had my top ones taken out or the bottom one whichever one um but I'm getting the other two taken out and it's like it's cool because they'll numb my mouth so I'm like okay with all that like that's fine um even though they said they'll give me laughing gas or put me to sleep, but I don't know how I feel about being put to sleep or the laughing gas cuz then someone has to drive you home, you're going to be saying something outrageous. <laughs> so, I'll pass on that.
0: But I mean, they put me on the gas and <laughs> I I was perfectly fine like the only okay. thing my mouth was like so numb, yeah, that my mouth was full of blood and I didn't know. And my dad, yes, my dad yes. has like, I could have drove with my dad, uh, my dad drove me home, mm-hmm. and I went to talk, and it was just like a pool of blood just left my mouth. Yes. <laughs> it was all over me. But other than that, like, my swelling was down in about a day. Like, I mm-hmm. could... It was just that first day was a lot. But why did they not just take
1: out all four at one time for you? Probably, like, because of insurance or something. You know? Just mm-hmm. another reason for them to get you to come back or whatever. But... I mean, it's funny because you mentioned because you had just gotten your—I don't know—I think we talked about it. You got your wisdom teeth taken out like two or three weeks ago. Like, not—we haven't done that many episodes since you got it done. And I was impressed mm-hmm. with the the swelling. There was like no swelling by the time I saw you again. Um, but I swear I had swelling for like two weeks the last time I—I I did it. At least it felt that way. But kind of like what you said, I walked out of the office. There's like people in the lobby, and I'm like, all right, whatever, it's cool. Like I'm all numbed up, so I'm just thinking I'm normal. I'm fine. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to go run to the, the restroom because I needed like spin the sink or something. I look like I got beat up and I am like, damn these people out here looking at me like I'm all busted, like literally like I look busted and I was like, damn. And then you had to go to the pharmacy after. So again, more people looking at you busted. I'm like, damn, so.
0: Not and like, especially the 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 <laughs> ones that have, yeah. It depends on your reaction to it, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. God God loves me and took care of me. I guess
1: if you, wonder. I didn't have no, I didn't have any bruising. Like you've seen me, like I'm saying, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like because I had forgot. I was like, did you get your wisdom teeth taken out? Like I was like, heck no. You must well people that have bro. like the the stay swollen, the discoloration, all
0: that. I was oh, I damn, you know, I, I didn't I, get no discoloration. I had to do this crazy. I had to do the the TikTok research before and mm-hmm. i've seen people's people's uh posting there and i'm like dang i was preparing for the worst like okay so you got all day. four taken out i got three taken out i don't i don't i didn't i don't have a fourth one i had i had the bottoms and my top left i do not have one on the top right you never
1: had a fourth one
0: there was not one in there no
1: god really does love you <laughs> something man, you blessed say, yeah yeah jeez I can't with you. How do you have three wisdom teeth? Anyways, we're here to talk about UCLA football, and uh, that's what we're going to do. We'll start it off um, real quick. They did have a new commit. So now UCLA, UCLA is up to six hard commits, so six verbal commitments. Um, five of them are three stars, including the latest from Park City, Utah, Blake. Hold on. I got the name here. It is Blake. Tabarachi. He's a linebacker. He is 6'2", 210. And, yeah, three-star. So, that leads into a conversation I want to have with you, Josh. So, Mm. they got five three-stars and one four-star. The four-star is Hawkins. But, they're going to the Big Ten next year. At what point do you need a... Does there need to be a sense of urgency? And I'm not knocking any of the guys that have already committed. It's not about them, but I, that. But this has just been the trend. It's been a lot of three star guys, and I mean, it works for UCLA. But at what point? I mean, they got Dante Moore last year, five star guy. But I mean, you gotta get at least at least one five star guy or another four star guy in this class because you're going to the Big Ten. You like you need some young depth talent that's like. I don't want to say that's more talented because the star me- means nothing once you get there, but something, I don't know. I just, well, I don't know. What what are your thoughts on, do they need to aim a little higher or is there something more they can do to kind of bring in some more people or entice, I don't know if entice is the right word, entice people to come and at least take a visit, like to at least get on the radar with some more of these guys?
0: To me, it's 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 not about, you know, the stars of what you get to commit it's it's you know who you develop and who you're able to make into a better player i've seen a lot of five stars come and go you sure Um, have (laughs) yes and and a lot i mean yeah and like once you get there the stars don't matter but i've seen like i said i've seen a lot of five stars come and go and with with everything that comes with having a five star a guy that is expected to do x y and z Mm -hmm. expected to you know start right away be the best right away um and then that kid doesn't you know exceed those expectations and then it's like a disappointment and then you have and then i've seen a lot of three-star guys even no star guys think about think about in the past decade or just the past since chip kelly's game the no star walk-on kids that are now in the nfl with uh, chip kelly with greg like or with like a low star or greg Dulcich, uh Ethan yeah. 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 I'm saying like even Josh Kelly. Yeah. Low, that's crazy. low star, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Josh Kelly was in the five star, but he'll be, he'll go down as arguably a yeah. top 10 running back UCLA history and you know, NFL guy. Mm-hmm. Um, So to me, it's not about that. One thing I would, I would say you need to recruit size because that's one thing you can't coach. You can't teach. Yeah. Especially going to the big 10,
1: mm-hmm. a lot of
0: running the ball though. Like that's the thing where, yeah, those there's some requirements that need to kind of be be met going forward. Um, but I wouldn't worry about you know, that's true. There's the stars right away. Like it, it's honestly I think one of the biggest things is bringing in guys that work hard and will buy in. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking a hardworking bought in three star kid over a five star kid that's gonna be a hassle on and off the field, you know, a head case or X, Y, and Z problems. Of course, in the perfect reality, you want a five star kid that's ready to go in the NFL. It's gonna be, right. you know, you want a Darnay Holmes. Right. Like if you can get if you can get a, a five star Darnay Holmes that's mm-hmm. ready to lock and load, of course, by any means. But I'm saying like you can't rule out a class because or rule out a player because mm-hmm. they didn't get ranked the highest. Maybe, you know, maybe they come from smaller you know area or they do a lot of camps yeah there's certain things that where like maybe he's a multi-sport guy that like just does you know hasn't Mm -hmm. put his all in the football yet it's a a three-star the coaches know that kind of they're slept on Mm -hmm. you know like that like even for me like i didn't since i didn't play my junior year and then coaches started seeing me uh, i got offers uh towards the end of my junior year Mm -hmm. and they wanted the coaches were on me like the coaches that knew about me were kind of on me heavier to commit and like, you know, get on me early. So that way I committed, I'm not getting other offers. So like, I think by the end, 247 had me at like four, Yeah, but it's like, I looked you up. (laughs) Maybe, maybe, maybe it's like, if I wasn't, if I wasn't committed and I'm getting more offers, Mm. then I get raised to maybe a five star or something like that. So it's like certain kids are in certain situations and some coaches want them to be a three, four, like a gym, you know, like mm-hmm. let's not let these other schools find out about them. Like let's try to keep this on the wraps. And then when they get there, develop them into a star and be one of our guys. So I don't, yeah, I don't think the, you know, Pac-12 or not Pac-12, any of the Bruin fans should be worried about the stars of the class. Um, We just need to hope that they bring in, the right people for the program. They're gonna help excel, you know, the program when we go to the big, the Big Ten.
1: No, I'm. Mean, that's it. That's a good point. And I kind of thought about that, and then I was like, well, whatever they don't get, or whatever they may need right away, they're gonna get in the transfer portal. And I think if anything, being in the Big Ten will benefit them, because if guys want to take that next step up from whatever program they may have been at, or maybe they're a bounce back from another big 10, they're going to want to be play in the big 10 or play at a big 10 level. So they'll probably continue to get guys, but it, you know, I think they do kind of use some of the recruiting as, as let's just see who we can get and develop, um, which as you were talking, brought to mind, I don't, I don't remember what Duke Clemens star rating was. I don't, I don't really know. I don't remember, but they put out a strength and conditioning video like talking to the um to keith belton the strength and conditioning coach more or less and -hmm. they kind of like you know did it it was like a 10 minute video of the weight room talking to the different um you know different trainers and stuff um which was kind of or conditioning coaches whatever they're called um which i thought was interesting and you probably wouldn't know any of them i don't think any of the same guys are there um when you were there but it was just kind of interesting because Duke kind of was talking and, and he was saying, you know, he said at high school, they they kind of teach you more or less the fundamentals or or they just want you to get bigger. But when you get to the next level, you know, there's more strategy behind it. There's more resources, more or less. And he said going to UCLA, he wanted to go to a program that was going to be beneficial to him and help him get um, to where he wanted to be. And, and he had high expectations. And he said that UCLA even kind of went beyond the expectations of what he was expecting when he committed. So um I kind of, he's one of the interesting ones and it stood out to me because I remember the development from, him. I think my first year covering the team, he started as a freshman and him and Sean Ryan. I'm like, is this a good idea? I mean, I didn't know any better, but I was like, is this a good idea? Like is this, you know, like, is this the best they have right now? Or, or I don't know if there was injuries or there might've been injuries, but I didn't know what the deal was. Um, and I'm like, Duke's kind of small. I wasn't going to say like he wasn't any bigger than I was, but or I wasn't any bigger than he was. But I kind of remember like seeing him in the elevator and I was like, damn, that's an offensive lineman. I'm like, you don't look that big, but he's kind of coming to his own over the years. So it's pretty impressive. And I think, again, a good example of a guy you can, you know, you could talk about DTR and some of the other guys, John Gaines, Mafia as well. Um, guys who weren't necessarily, well, I guess DTR was a four star, but You know, you don't necessarily know what you're going to get until they get on the field. And it's not what they do in the first year, which I think is is part of my thinking was I it would be good to get a five star guy who also understands he doesn't need to play right away. But I think that defeats the whole purpose of the five star guys. They want to play right away. So um, I don't know. It was just kind of something I went back and forth in my head about. And I'm like, I guess because I was wondering, like okay, you're, they're getting these three-star guys. You'll get the occasional two or three four-star guys. But I'm like, I guess I'm just curious to see what it's going to be like once they're in the Big Ten. Like, does that strategy mm-hmm. change, or does just the, the personnel or the people who are interested in UCLA, does that kind of begin to change? So I think that's where my curiosity kind of came from. But I don't know. I think, yeah, I think you have some good points there. Um, anything else on that before we kind of to move on? Move on to some other stuff? I mean, when a kid's picking a school, like,
0: like Duke said, like, that's one of the most important things is where will you be developed? And like, if you're, you have aspirations of getting to the next level mm-hmm. and playing professionally. um, That's one of the things that you want to keen on is like, who's going to make me better? Who's going to, you know, get me bigger, faster, stronger, better in my position. Like, where am I going to get challenged mentally? You know, all those types of things. So I think that's, you know, one of the good things about Chip's program. It's like, they're not trying to. Other than like the portal guys, but even the portal guys, it's like not like how you come in is how you're gonna leave, you know what I'm saying, where it's like how can we bring this guy in and make him better when he leaves, mm-hmm. and I think we have seen that over the years, and that's you know part of chips chips uh they call it the chips program is just like getting the boys
1: better um I thought it was interesting too, actually, from that video that I mentioned um from the strength and conditioning coach. And you can find the video I'll post. I'll try and put it in the description for you guys to to find the link for it. But um, it was also on the Twitter account and the YouTube page for the official UCLA football page um, or accounts. But one of the trainers or conditioning coaches um, had said, you know, we want to make sure the guys are not only strong, but they continue to stay healthy. And if there's a soft tissue issue or anything like that, that we can kind of stay on top of it before stuff like that comes about and it made me remember like realize and remember they really didn't have a whole lot of injuries last year. Like if that, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm trying to recruit or whatever, I'm kind of mentioning that maybe like, you know, we have such a good program because I mean, kind of it's like, maybe it was just luck, but at the same time, I'm like, they have a good program. They're all about that sports science enough to where I think it kind of showed cause there really were no injuries. DTR was fairly healthy We talked about Charbonnet when he missed games. I think he was just kind of sitting some of those out um, just for for whatever whatever the reason was. Not that it was a bad thing on his part, but um, just for his future, I guess. But there really weren't any injuries where, like, Josh, some of your seasons, like some of the guys you played with, I mean, you guys can catch a break. Every year it was
0: starters on both sides of the ball. Mm -hmm. Three-star, four-star, five-star, it didn't matter. Starters, yeah, yeah, we had missing starters that – Definitely impacted UCLA's chances of winning Pac-12 mm. championships,
1: and I and I I mean I it showed they were a nine-win team. Oh, like I think the bowl game was like three or four points away. It could have been a ten-win season easily. Um, so a healthy season. I mean, there it shows they're getting the guys, and we're at this point where it's not a lot of the guys that more that were recruited by Mora at this point. You're just getting Chip Kelly guys at this point. So, um, I don't know. Just something that came to mind. Something that I thought was interesting. Um, but another thing that I thought was interesting, I shared the video with you just to make sure you saw it. You said you had seen it before. Apparently, LSU has air conditioning helmets. I'm like, this is kind of re-. one. I think it's kind of ridiculous, but I'm also jealous because I remember the hot summer days. I remember hell week in high school for high school football um, and just sitting there like, you know, the the helmet is too tight. That cushion that's on your forehead is like pressing up against your head. Um, we kind of got the soft cushion. We call them the DNA helmets. I think like my senior year. Um, so, so those were kind of nice, but I mean, are, are, are the guys getting kind of soft now? Like air conditioning helmet really?
0: It is pretty crazy. I definitely <laughs> sent that to our equipment staff immediately. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. but I mean, like, of course that would help a little bit, but there are
1: certain, like,
0: I'm I just guess, like, I guess depends where you are. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I mean, if you're I in mean, Arizona, maybe yeah.
0: Technology, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that's just the direction we're going in. It's just
1: I'm just looking at the helmet; like it's not any bigger. But like, where are you nah, fitting an so, air conditioning so you just, unit? <laughs> nah, so I, I I watched the video on it,
0: and um, you actually have like gaps between the pads and helmets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you kind of just like take those pads out, put the the units in both sides and then put the pads back on it. Yeah. And there's like a there's certain degree like tunnel things that you clip on mm-hmm. that like where the arrow
1: will be shooting. So you saw you did you see you saw a different video than the one I sent you?
0: I saw the that video and then uh-huh. I clicked on the the company that's making them.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't they're not that.
0: they're honestly not even like crazy expensive and then it's like I think they have like five hour battery uh, life. Right. Like, so, like a whole game, enough to get on you through a whole game. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, they don't add any bulk to the helmet. Nope. They don't look that heavy. Like, yeah.
1: So, like, you can, I think mean, you can put it in almost any helmet. I, I, I thought it was pretty interesting just because, like, the guys were kind of skeptical. The LSU players are kind of skeptical about it before they put it on. They're like, what are you talking about, bro? Or let me try it. And then, like, immediately they're like, oh, dang. So, i don't know i thought it was kind of interesting i'll share a link for that one if you guys didn't see that video too but i mean i'm just thinking about it just i just had flashbacks like looking at that i'm like man it's like when it's hot i was thinking like if we had those in san
0: Bernardino two days like (laughs) i guess it would help it would help a little bit but like when it's hot yo the rest of your body gonna still be hot like your cleats Mm -hmm.
1: yeah they need to figure out how to put air conditioners in cleats because that Mm -hmm. turf be cooking
0: Yeah, but like when yeah true. when that sun's directly on you, like of course it's gonna help a little bit, but like the rest of your body is still gonna
1: be burning in the sun. That's true. Now that's a good point. Um, I'm trying to think. I had something else for you. Oh, um, they also had the elite prospect camp at UCLA again. I'm sure they showed all the guys the weight room and different things, different parts of the facility. But um, can you tell me a little bit more about this elite prospect camp? I know they had it. I think every hour or so was based on certain grades and it kind of, I guess there were some other, I think the university of Redlands was there and maybe like San Jose state or somebody, but some of the other schools Mm -hmm. were there and it gives you a chance to, I guess, look at a lot of people. Um, I would have gone to it, but part of, part of the reason why I didn't go is because I'm like, I wouldn't even know what I was looking at because like, I don't know any of the kids. I don't know, you know, they don't have like big name tags or anything on. So I don't know, but but what are your experiences with those, and did you ever participate in one? I mean,
0: that camp is pretty much how I got my offer from UCLA. Um, Like, Coach Me had came to my school, and I've told you that about that. Like, yep. as, as soon as they saw me, they were trying to – he was comparing me to Anthony Barr, and then he brought uh, Coach Obrick and all that. And because I hadn't played, they were like, we want you to come to our elite camp and pretty much like the these are i feel like every majority of every program has these elite camps where pretty much you you know it's a chance for coaches to get one on one time with you through like or like hands on with you not one on one mm-hmm, hands on mm-hmm. time with you um and and for you to invite like coaches to invite who they want to see but also it gives a chance for people to just show up and pretty much try out for coaches too um i think majority of them you kind of do combine stuff like you'll probably run a 40 yeah. you know height weight maybe brought you know vertical broad jump mm-hmm. uh, l cone shuttle like so you get some numbers um and then you'll have position work mm-hmm. usually like one-on-ones i remember my year there was also like seven on seven um and at the time i think bolu went and another running back that we had committed but he ended up going to another school but bolu and another um running back that we had committed were at that camp so for majority i was getting called to like the front of line do one-on-ones with them like every single time um so that was like of course that helped me a little bit you know Mm -hmm. and that but um yeah i think those camps are you know you always find some diamonds in a rough you also get to see some some guys come out i remember um like even mine caleb kelly who ended up going to oklahoma um had came down from fresno Uh, one camp, Shador Sanders was out there throwing like. Oh, really? Usually, yeah. Usually, it's like you have some some um guys there, and um for me, especially after I got to UCLA, that was also a chance for me to make money because they let Mm -hmm. us like a select few players coach every year. So every year, I would I would um I would help coach. So I would run an indie drill, um you know, giving guys pointers because. When I was there, those guys were EK, Eric Hendrix was one of them. Jayon Brown was one of them. Like they mm-hmm. like players have helped, I like, guess it's a known thing. Um, and I tried to do it when I came on. Yeah. Um, and then one year I had to one year the linebacker spots were taken, so I had to help uh <laughs> Coach Sage with the tight ends, which is which is very different. But like from guarding a tight end and <clears> like being close friends with Caleb Wilson, it yep. helped me like I could give tight ends tips and coach, like you know what I'm saying, like. Mm -hmm. my knowledge of football could help do that, but yeah, those are always fun. And you usually like, it's always, you get one or two, you know, kids end up getting, you know, offered and signed through those camps. So uh, we'll see who they offer that went or who uh,
1: they also could get committed. They offered like at least like three or four guys who put it out on Twitter, but okay. So did you, you got offered like the same day as that camp? or like after the fact they told like coach mora and coach
0: oberick told me like yeah we love you like we can't mm-hmm. like they didn't they didn't offer me that day like they called me like the next day mm-hmm. yeah but i don't you, know if it was, kinda it was left. A, if it was a certain um i don't know if it was a certain violation then but they oh, pretty much man.
1: yeah like they told me like yeah you kind of left there like with some some confidence that you were going to get something from them yeah, they were sold. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah, because I mean, I keep seeing these pictures and I was like, maybe I should have gone. And they said, like, the parking structure wall. One of the reporters was there that I know. Um, because he kind of covers some of the recruiting stuff more so than I do. But he was like, Yeah, the wall was full, like the parking structure, like people are looking over. He's like, it was more full than any spring practice or anything. I'm like, I gotta I would have went just for that, just to see like people. I mean... there. Because think about it, every kid's parents is there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, yeah,
0: it's open to anybody that signs up. So it's kind of like, is it? I thought you had to like be invited. Oh, maybe. Oh, okay. maybe there are some that are more private than others. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay,
0: but there are I think there are always ones that you can like pay to just. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like there are there sometimes it can be a cash grab, but.
1: I mean, it, <laughs> I'm going to say it, it, like, it, it, it. it was because they're
0: always, yeah, because they, they also have, like you said, other coaches. So, like, yeah, right. Other right, schools right.
1: are, yeah, other schools are always there too. So, um, it would have been pretty open, I would imagine, because of that. Yeah. But it, it would show up, it would show up $60 cash only. And um, I think you got like a, it was kind of interesting because they all got their jerseys and their numbers. So it was pretty cool. But I'm just like, To me, the thing is, when I was in high school, we didn't really know camps like that were accessible or you can go to those, you know, and and I've seen one one guy tags me, he's like, oh, yeah, I was at the camp. He said he went there, but he also was going to the TCU one. So I'm sure part of it is like, how much money are you willing to spend or invest in your summer to go to these? And then also the traveling commitment to different ones. So I'm sure people, the local guys are going to hit the local one and maybe take one out of state trip or something like that. But.
0: Yeah, I think my yeah, going junior going to my senior, the ones that I was supposed to go to, I was supposed mm-hmm. to go to a uh one of them in uh up at Stanford, but it was padded, and my hey, high school man. head coach, Coach Tim Salter, told mm-hmm. me I couldn't go because he had one of his players in the past had went to a padded one, and you mm-hmm. have guys that show up that like they try to show up particularly out. yeah oh. and aren't aren't really good or like you know Mm -hmm. and just are just trying really hard like to get it like and like kids have gotten hurt in those situations because it's like not like not like it's you know right you're not the best of the best are like only whatever so yeah yeah and then i remember asu used to have a camp at upland so like that one was i just had to show up i had to show up that day because i had had a camp
1: at upland
0: yes and it's crazy because all the like all the all the su staff graham's staff was there and Norvell, mm-hmm. is it Norvell? Mike who Norvell, coaches, yeah. Who coaches now at Florida State?
1: Are you still yeah. there? Mm-hmm. I think so. No, uh, so yeah, he was at Memphis, and then he was probably Memphis when you were there, maybe. But then he was at now he's at Florida State now, yeah.
0: So he was the offensive of coordinator at the time. Okay. And I was still, you know, up and I was still playing running back, and he kept he kept asking me to go do uh to be with to be with the backs. Mm-hmm. And like wanted me really like to go play running back, and I was just like, "Coach, I'm barely here just for these linebacker drills. Like,
1: <laughs> I didn't even, even like, going to show up."
0: <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, my, my coach said I had I had to come, or else I, I don't know, I probably wouldn't have." But <laughs>
1: he crossed you off the list for sure.
0: <laughs> nah, he nah. I mean, they they were showing love after
1: that, but oh, yeah, okay, he really wanted. As it's, it's cool
0: to see how far he went, and it's like, dang, he wanted me a running back.
1: Well, like that's the interesting thing I'm learning with some of these guys Or like you start like hearing people's coaching history and all this and they're like, you know, like it's interesting to see how many people like were from Mike Leach's coaching tree and stuff. And so one of yeah. the things that I try to pay attention to with a lot of the names at UCLA now is like how many of these guys like Jerry Newhouse, was obviously one that I'm going to remember because his dad was a head coach, but like. Like, Deshaun Foster, like, is he going to become a head coach somewhere? Is Jerry Neuheiser going to become a coach somewhere? And, like, just kind of watching it kind of branch out, like, in a couple years, right? It's like, you don't think anything of it. You just think, oh, yeah, that he's just the receiver's coach. But, like, everyone kind of moves up or everyone has their own journey. So, it's kind of interesting. And kind of like the crossing of trees.
0: because It's like, Mm -hmm. do you coach Foster? Like, do you count him from the Jim Mora tree? Or the the Chip Kelly or the mm-hmm. uh link the not link, um Cliffsberry Tree when he was at because he was at Texas Tech oh really as a coach yeah he was the running backs coach at Texas Tech when Pat Mahomes was there oh I didn't know that hmm I didn't know that so I'm saying there's a lot of there's a coaches coaches be getting around you know and there's well, relationships that... that coaches that coaches like. Have that, like you Mm -hmm. wouldn't know, and then they join the staff, and then you're like, how? And then there's a connection, and then so and so coach, you know, with this guy who's friends with this other coach, and then they, because that's how we, that's how we got Coach Kafusi, my last year. Mm -hmm. It was through he, because he wasn't really a like he, you know, hadn't coached with Chip before and was kind of the new guy, but he was referenced by somebody else, and then he came. You know what I'm saying? So it's Mm like. It's like a job. It's like it's like
1: a job and you give the the network. Yeah, the network. The the network is there. And even with these like there's different coaching conventions and workshops and stuff, and they all meet each other there. And, you know, everyone kind of knows everybody. I mean, Chip talks about it all the time. Like, oh, yeah, call, you know, um, Jason, um, Justin Wilcox or David Shaw. And, you know, anytime he wants to talk about someone who's coming from the portal, he calls their coach. So, he knows like everybody, apparently. But um, I don't know. So that was kind of interesting. Hey, everybody, just wanted to take a quick break to remind you guys that the football season is right around the corner. And when you're headed out to the Rose Bowl, what better shirt to wear than a Believe in UCLA football podcast shirt? By doing that, you're going out, you're going to the game, you're supporting your team and you're supporting your favorite podcast at the same time. Some of the proceeds go back to the podcast and help support the content and the different things that we have planned going forward. So what better way to, again, support your team and your favorite podcast than by picking up the shirts? Now, where can you find these shirts? They're available at the Believe Network store, and we made it very easy for you. Scroll down on this podcast. Check out the description. I got two links there for you for two different shirts. Make sure you check them out. Find the one that's right for you, and hopefully I see you wearing them out at the game. I'd love to see you wear them. Another thing, I don't know if we talked about this before, but it came to mind like yesterday. Do you remember your first start? And and like how how did yes. that how did your first start like can you tell us a story about your first start? Because I don't remember you ever really telling that before.
0: Well, my first okay, so my first game played wasn't a start. I played second, third quarter, got hurt. That was that. I was freshman year. Mm-hmm. My second year, I got my first start at Sam versus UNLV, and I, I mean, I had played the week before a little bit, but like that was my real like linebacker action action for a whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, which was an experience. I mean, you see, honestly, like I don't think about nothing Like I think my first start at Will was more. I had more pressure
1: than my start at Sam, if that makes sense. Yeah, but why though? It's just more responsibilities out on the field or yeah, being, who you're being, replacing, being like, maybe.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, who I was replacing. I was replacing Jayon Brown. Yeah.
1: See. So like, that's that pressure was, in like, itself. Yeah.
0: And it and it was the AM comeback game. Oh, yeah. That was my first start at Will. Like first started at Sam, like I was rotating the rest of the year and
1: like so when you got you your know, first I, when you got your first start, you weren't like then locked in as a starter, like you're still kind of bouncing around or rotating, like you said, with this with spot. I
0: was I was I was in a rotation with Cam Judge, who was a senior at the time. So. um, And I was still like on special teams and lot. like mm-hmm. when I went to will. It was more like I was locked, like I wasn't coming out the field. I was, okay. like, I wasn't on special teams. Mm-hmm. Like, it was me and Kenny Young, and we ro- we would rock out the whole game. That was mm-hmm. before, you know, with Chip Kelly, and now it's, like, more of, like, a hockey-style substitutions where, like, yeah. everybody rotates. Mm-hmm. Before that, if you were a starter, you were playing the entire game. Like, oh, wow. majority <laughs> of the time, yeah, like, certain spots, like, you were, there was no rotating unless, you know. So, I would definitely say, like, that one was hit
1: different. Okay. Yeah, because I was thinking about it. I'm, like, I don't know if I, like, ever remember cuz i guess i didn't know if you had once you started did you continue to start or or what the case was but all right cool that makes sense I that was just something that came to mind um uh yeah so i think that's about it one other quick note um jacob sykes the defensive tackle from he was at ucla last year i believe he was only there for a year he transferred from harvard previously or from harvard to ucla but he re-signed with the Seahawks so I guess he had originally signed with them as an undrafted free agent I'm assuming maybe that was like for the minicamp and then I don't know if what happens after that I gotta kind of fill in the dots on some of that and but he resigned; they released some people he re-signed so he must have done some during the mini camp. but it lead me to it led me to now wonder and kind of do some searching around to see who's still around who's with teams maybe someone's with a different team where Will Calvert's at where Michael Ezeke is at uh, where I've heard Jake Bobo's been uh impressing folks out I there I saw I did I've I did seen see that. that
0: on Twitter yeah
1: so I'm I'm going to have to to check in with with that kind of stuff um and just see where see where the guys are at um but with that being said we'll get on out of here um everybody pray, pray for me and my wisdom teeth and, and my adventure and if I got to come on here with the sore or with the swollen face next week then I'll do it I don't care um
0: hey soft foods no straws man
1: that's the thing i just got on this smoothie kick recently and like it's already going to be out the window like i bought no nah, you and could everything.
0: you could do smoothies
1: but you oh, gotta just eat not it a home. Str- okay well it's hell, tough but i might do that yeah because i know i'm gonna be i mean i ain't gonna be eating cup of noodle but anyways um all right i'll get you guys out of here thank you guys so much for listening and we'll catch you guys in the next one thank you everybody this is the believe in ucla football podcast presented by bet online